Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We have a great show for you. This is normally our Wednesday edition of the podcast. We flip things a little bit because of, uh, and we'll explain then why we flipped a little bit in just a second here. But uh, it's going to be a busy weekend in uh, Capital Region sports. Uh, we have the five uh, high school Super Bowls uh, taking fo- taking place uh, starting Friday night. Uh, Adam Schindler, my Gazette colleague, will be along a little bit later to talk about that, and we'll, he'll uh, break down all five games and uh, all five Super Bowls, and uh, we'll have him make our predictions on that the game so stay tuned for that but as i said it's a busy busy time with not only with the super bowls we also have the stockadathon sunday in schenectady uh but the big day is going to be saturday it's going to be a crazy crazy saturday here in the capital region with two major sporting events uh the annual dutchman shoes game will take place uh saturday at rpi between union and the engineers rpi the defending uh Holders of the uh, Dutchman Shoes Trophy after that dramatic win last year on uh, Trevor Bisson's uh, field goal, a walk-on who was uh, added to the roster late because the RPI needed a kicker. Uh, Bisson played on the men's uh, soccer team at RPI, and he just it was a crazy finish to that game last year at uh, Frank Bailey Field in Schenectady, but RPI pulled it out, and the engineers are looking to defend uh, the trophy and then keep it there on the uh, RPI campus. We'll have interviews uh, from both sides uh, in, in just a little bit. But let's talk about the return of the Albany Cup uh, after a five-year absence. It's great to have it back. It'll be played Saturday night, 7.30 at MVP Arena. And it's it's, it's, it's this game should never have uh, been halted. Uh, I know there's been... Uh, disagreements of where uh, where the game should be played. I know you know Cena wasn't thrilled to having to play the game at Albany, and yeah, you know, Albany probably deserves to have a some of these games at their um, arena there at the SefQ Arena. Of course, now it's uh, under going on renovation, so you know Albany's playing their games home games this year at Hudson Valley Community College. But to me, this is just my opinion, and uh, I, I think they should play these games down at. MVP, but make a split split uh, split ticket. Uh, you know, both season tickets uh, holders you know, for both teams, just like you do with the Union RPI game, the uh, Mayor's Cup game. Uh, that's a neutral game, and they both it's both the uh, season ticket package for both of the uh, fans. And uh, just make it that way, and make it easier on everybody. Yeah, you know, just make designate you open the home team one year. And you know, Siena's uh, MVP's arena is the home of Siena basketball, but. That's just me. I maybe I'm just thinking too much, and uh, but uh, well, it, it's like it's it was a good time down Thursday. We had a chance to interview several members of uh, both teams, and uh, you know, so let's start with Siena. The uh, Saints are coming off a 75-68 opening season victory at Holy Cross on Monday, so this is, will be their second game on Saturday. And uh, I have interviews. We'll start. We'll have um, in order for you, head coach Carmen Massarello, uh, Andrew Playtech. And Javion McCollum. No, it's an exciting time. Obviously, the Albany Cup back to the Capital Region. Uh, I know fans are going to come out with family, friends, and just take part in a great evening of college basketball. Um, really excited to be the head coach and to have this go uh, Saturday night. You know, tip-offs at 7:30, and then obviously, uh, coach for kids. If we can come support and you know 
bring new coach as a QR code. It'll be a great donation um, for MVP Health. It's a great initiative to help you know the lesser fortunate uh, with some winter coats. So if we could do that, that'd be awesome as well. How important is it to have this game back after an absence? I think it's it's great for both both schools. I think it's great for the community, and uh, you know obviously it's great for both fan bases. So uh, who doesn't want to play in front of 10,000 or 12,000 fans? You know I, I I sure do. Does it mean any extra to you being from Clifton Park? Or? No, I mean not really. Uh, for me, it's 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 a game. Excited to play it for the for the fans, for the community. But you know, I I don't being from Clifton Park or you know living in Half Moon, it doesn't really matter. Do your guys have any appreciation? Dwayne's, for that matter, too. Can they appreciate the rivalry since none of them have played in it and don't really probably know? Them? Uh, I think it'll be competitive because both teams are going to compete. Um, and then, obviously, anytime you can play for a cup or a trophy at the end, it's nice. You know, I know uh, we do that with the Brother Ed Cup. It used to be the Franciscan Cup when we play St. Bonaventure every year, and it's special. Um, so let's try to get that going and start that, and this will be the first year. So that's what I think is the, the biggest thing. Carl, what kind of matchup do you expect here? I mean, it's, it's early, right? You played one game, they played two. What, what, what do you think we'll see? No, I think, you know, I think it's going to be a, a very good game. I think they're really talented and athletic and big and physical. Um, and I think we got to, you know, make sure we're, we're matching that intensity. We got to make sure we're coming and, and, you know, against Holy Cross, we got up 17 and then we, you know, took our foot off the gas. You know, we got to play smart basketball. We got to value it. And then uh, we got to be able to execute, you know, no matter time and score. And uh, regardless who you're playing, you have to do that. Now, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people watching, but we always play in front of packed houses. So we, we like that. You know, when we played Iona here, uh, it was a packed crowd. So we look for the same thing, the same atmosphere. And, uh, you know, may the best team win. What's different about it now as head coach compared to when you were assistant? Yeah, so it was funny. The Fran McCaffrey and I joke about it. I was in part of one Albany Cup, and, uh, you know, we signed a junior college player Fran's first year. His name was Levi Osby, and he had a big tip-in that uh, kind of was a catalyst for the win. So that, that's my only memory of the game. And then, uh, you know, I think from, from afar, I think I was at the one game. E.J. Gallup, I think, had 30. Uh, for Albany, but I think Sienna was victorious in that game. So th those are kind of my only two memories, one being on the bench as a director of ops, you know, didn't know anything about college basketball or the business, um, and then one being a fan in the stands uh, when I was waiting to go overseas to play professionally. What was the process like of getting this game back uh, to, to, to on the court here? Well, for myself and Dwayne, it was easy. I don't know about all the other, I don't know about all the other ins and outs, but, uh, you know, I think it was just a matter of us both saying we wanted to do it and then obviously all the different things coming together with this being the first one but a neutral site game you know obviously you know there's probably a lot of communication from our SIDs our ADs and uh, kudos to them for being able to get it done together. Is there any update on for He's got an appointment today um, but that's why I brought uh, Eduardo Lane here with me today so you guys can talk to him. This year you know we got the whole capital region coming out thousands of tickets being sold just to watch these guys come and play so um, they're getting ready they're preparing just like it's any other game but you know the stakes are a little bit higher and we're gonna be ready is it nice to have the game back oh yeah I can't I can't wait um, I didn't know it was gone for so long being being away from it for what's been five five years since I, I can't remember something like that but having the chance to play again like I said is, is an incredible feeling and I think especially for people around the capital region who get the chance to you know, wear, wear their purple, wear their gold, and support their team is, is important. Yeah, what was your reaction when you first found out, and what's that anticipation like now, just two days before? 
I was super pumped. I found out a little like over the summer when I was here and I never thought I'd get the chance to, to do this again, you know, to, to play in a game like this of this magnitude in the regular season. For, for mid-majors, it just doesn't really happen, you know, depending on where you are. So having the chance to do this is super nice and, and a lot of fun and this is what college basketball is all about. It has, it's being coined as a neutral site, but you're playing an MVP arena again. <laughs> what are you anticipating in terms of the green and gold? Well, I hope we get a lot of Sienna, uh, Sienna fans there. Um, I, I won't know until I get there, so I can't really, you know, I can. I hope we get all of our alums and our season ticket holders there and in their seats, get them out of their seats cheering for us. Um, that's that's it. What kind of game do you expect? I mean, what do you know about you all? But even seeing, obviously, you guys have watched the tape. Yeah. What, what kind of game do you think? Well, I, for my sake, I hope it's not a close one, but um, I, I'm expecting a very competitive game. They're, they're a talented team. They got some really talented guys. I played against Gerald when he was at Pitt. Um, and some of those other young local guys are super talented. Uh, so they're going to come ready, we're going to come ready, and it's, it's going to be a fight. What's your thoughts about uh, the Albany uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a great game, a lot of fans. So I can't wait to play in front of all our fans. It's going to be our first home game, too. So I think it's going to go really well. How thrilled are you to have the cup back? Uh, I'm really thrilled. I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, it's a big thing in the community, so I just can't wait to get out there and play. Andrew said that, you know, mid-majors don't get to, to play in games like these. What does it mean to you to be able to have that kind of atmosphere? Whole communities behind it playing for a cup. I mean, I, it means a lot. I mean, it's putting us on a stage where we're going to get a lot of fans. A lot of people are going to be watching the game. So I want to thank the community. I want to thank everyone that put this game together. Starting season 1-0 and and now getting ready for this game, what's practice been like this week? I mean, just going over, reiterating things that we went over, um, less turnovers when we're up, keep our foot on the gas. So we just got to keep reminding ourselves of what the game plan is and what we want to get done on the court. What have you seen from you, Albany? Uh, They're long, they're athletic, so we just got to stay disciplined on defense and do what we do. You had a really strong game in the in the season opener. What are you anticipating for? You know, having some days off to be able to be your best on Saturday. Uh, just trying to stay positive with my teammates. Trying to keep be, taking that leadership role on the court and don't let um, that game get to me. Just because I had a good game, I still got to perform this game. So just got to keep pushing. How much have you missed MVP, Arena? A lot, a lot. It's great to get back. Let's move over to the uh, Great Danes now who have played four games. Two of them have been uh, exhibition contests against Skidmore and St. Rose, both uh, victories. Uh, they opened the regular season Monday at Towson, a 67-62 loss, but then played at Immaculata on Tuesday and pulled out a 74-47 victory. Uh, Dwayne Killings, the head coach, is going to be coaching that game. Uh, he has been He had been suspended for five games. Uh, after um, a school-led investigation uh, found uh, substantiated, uh, there was inappropriate physical contact between Coach Killings and a student-athlete before a November 2021 game. Uh, Killings was suspended by the school for five games and uh, fined $25,000. However, when the suspension was announced, they said uh, that Killings will be allowed to coach uh, for the the, uh, Albany Cup game. So that means... uh, the Killings has missed the two exhibition games, the two regular season games, and then he'll miss uh, Monday's game against Union. So he'll be back on the bench permanently uh, next Thursday when uh, UAlbany goes to St. Joseph's. Um, so you know, Coach Killings talked about that a little bit, talked about the excitement uh, of the uh, playing the Albany Cup, as did uh, Trey Hutchinson and Malik Edmead. 
Dwayne, it's your first Albany Cup. What's it going to be like, and how excited are you for it? I'm, I'm super excited. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity for our program. I think it's a great opportunity for the community. You know, I think the big thing, we're trying to push the program. Um, we're trying to grow our program. We're trying to make a huge investment in the community. We have a great opportunity to play in front of what I hope is a full building. Um, Jamar Wilson, the all-time leading scorer. You know, Albany will be in town to be with our program starting tonight over the next couple of days. You know, this is a, a special moment for the growth of what we're trying to do. We're trying to build something really, really special here, and this is a big step. You know, it, it's not necessarily about Albany and Siena. It's just about us, you know, and we're trying to push this thing and, and showcase who we are, and there's going to be a big part of the community watching it. And you've been down in Philly for a number of years. You know what the Big Five is like. Would you like something similar to that with this yearly uh, rivalry to get it to the point where it's, 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 it's the game of the year? Yeah, it should be. I mean, I've said it a couple times. You know, this should be the biggest sporting event outside of Saratoga, you know, races in the summer. You could maybe even convince me we should play the games twice in a year. Um, I just think it's great. You know, it's great competition. Um, You know, I know as coaches we're all going to say that it's the next game. That's why it's the most important game. But the game means. It means a lot to everybody. Some people in the community, it's their Super Bowl, if you will. Not for the programs, you know, necessarily, but it's big. I mean, you got guys from the City Rocks program, a couple guys on our side, a couple guys on Carm's side competing against each other. That's what college is about. you got to show up, got to be ready to play. DK, what do you expect in this game? I mean, small sample size so far. You've played two games. They, they have one. What, what, what do you see out of this game? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good college basketball game. You know, I think, you know, Carm's got a good team. Um, I think they believe in each other. Um, you know, I think one of the things watching them is they're older and they're more experienced than we are. Um, I think they've been played together, even when you look at their foreign tour. Um, they got good players. You know, McCollum's a really good basketball player. Um, how we respond to him will be key. Um, can we dictate the tempo of the game? That's one of the things that we want to do. You know, Justin Neely having not played only one college game this season, you know, you got to work him back into it, but he's a big part of what we do. I anticipate Carm playing some zone throughout the game, try to slow up the pace. We're going to try to push the pace. Um, we're going to try to force the action. It's what we do. It's who we are. Um, you know, again, I think if you watch the film in the Towson game, we played against one of the best, you know, mid-major teams in, in the country, and we gave them, I think, everything that, that we had to try to win the game. We had a chance, and that was without Justin Neely, who's a really good basketball player. Player. Now we got to keep making an investment into ourselves in the next couple days to get ready to play. We're building this as the neutral game because of the way the tickets are distributed and everything. Do you expect the atmosphere and everything to seem like a neutral game? I don't know. I got like a couple tickets in my pocket. <laughs> I'm trying to push that agenda as much as I can. We'll see. I, I don't know what to expect. Um, I know there's a big buzz in the community. Uh, we were just on campus, and these guys did a great job trying to get students out. You know, this is different. It's not where we play. This is a new experience for us. I mean, I haven't coached in the game yet. Um, so it will be interesting to see what's out there. But I think people are really curious about our program. Um, I think we need to play and protect that opportunity. There's going to be some neutral people that I hope we can sway over through the game. But it's awesome. I mean, Malika Mead, he's got like 30 people coming to the game. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily about the Siena game. It's the first time we're going to play in our community. So it's a huge, you know, first statement, if you will, when we play in front of people here in the Capital District. You mentioned the City Rocks kids, but... Pretty much everybody on both rosters has never played in this rivalry game before. Is it going to be hard for them to get a sense of the extra? Uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I'm assuming. I don't know what Carm's doing on his side. You know, we talked about the game a little bit. I mean, Jonathan Beagle and Marcus Jackson watched this game since they were 10 years old. They understand the magnitude of it. Carm and I have known each other for a long time. We recruited against each other a bunch. So obviously, there's a competitive spirit that we'll probably both bring to the game. Um, I'm excited that Jamar Wilson was willing to come back because he can. He can articulate how important the game is because he played it. He understands that more than anybody in our locker room. So it's huge. But, again, it's about our program. And I think we're trying to build that up a little bit because I do think they have a little bit more of an advantage because 
within their culture. I think they understand it, right, because they've been through it a little bit more on their side with some of their guys. For you personally, this is your first game of the year, you, you know, obviously with the suspension. How important is it for you to keep your – be cool and not – you for you personally get overexcited with your first game and this being the Albany Cup? Yeah, it's it's. I'm excited because I get a chance to get back out there and, and coach and play and, and be with our team. Um, but it's the next game, um, and I think you know Bobby Jordan's done a great job with our with our team on game day. Um, but our preparation is our preparation. We'll go out there and play. Um, I'm excited. I'm super excited for our guys. Super excited for our program, and you know, finally get back out there and play in our community is all I could ask for. Everybody seemed healthy for the last game. Do you have everyone ready to go health wise again for this one in your squad? As long as you didn't jinx it. We were good. Uh, when we left the gym today at 11.05, we were all in, in uh, full body. Nobody had extra ice or anything like that, so we should be in good shape. Hey, uh, what's the feeling like to have this Albany Cup game back, and how excited are you for it? I'm really excited. You know, when I was being recruited here uh, four years ago, I heard a lot about just how important, you know, basketball was, to college basketball to the Capital Region, and uh, how big of a game it was, and I'm just really excited that um, I get to play in one here now. You got any kind of beat on Siena? I know you guys haven't played a lot of games yet. What's the matchup look like to you? Uh, we're just starting uh, scouting the last couple days, so I don't have a ton of idea yet. But um, I know they're tough. I know they had a pretty good team the last couple years, um, and I know that it's going to be a good fight. You play. You play obviously in smaller arenas, but to come here to play maybe in front of possible ten thousand, maybe twelve thousand fans. How intimidating is that? I, I mean, I wouldn't say intimidating. We played. We played in big arenas before. We played at Kentucky last year, and that's you know that's a little bigger than this place, I think. So, um, you know, it's not intimidating. It's gonna be a great opportunity. Very exciting. Uh, it'll, really excited for the game. Do you hear any kids on campus talking about it at all, or is it even yeah. on their radar? Yeah, there's definitely some buzz for the game going around uh, campus, just going around uh, even like downtown Albany. Um, so it's great that a lot of people know about it. We still need to get the word out, get more students there, get more people to you know just know about the game, come out, support us. So. Do you get any, um, you got to really beat those guys because we hate Siena or anything like that? There's, uh, yeah, there's some hard feelings, I guess, on both sides towards each other, which which is a good thing. That makes a good rivalry. So. Make it more fun. Mm -hmm. yep. Once the game starts, is it easier or difficult to kind of remove the opponent from your head and, and forget about the rivalry stuff and the hype and just leave that to the fans and just play basketball and play yeah. I mean, one, you know, once tip-off starts, it's all about you know us, who's on our bench, who's on our side. We don't, we don't need to worry about Sienna or anything like that. It's all about us. Can we play our game? Can we stay together? Can we do the things that we talked about in our game plan? And you know, that'll carry us through the night. It seems like everyone's finally fully healthy on the team. What's it been like at practice to have everyone finally uh, go full speed, full contact? Oh, it's great. I mean, we went the whole summer, the whole fall, basically with. Every day, at least somebody was out. So now that we have, you know, all the pieces together, we can kind of see exactly what we have, mix different lineups up, throw different, you know, groups together. It's it's just great to see everyone back healthy playing together. How? I just take one baby step this way. That's my first question. And my second question would just be, just how excited is that? I mean, we, we missed the beginning questions, but just how excited are you to play in a game like this of this magnitude early in the regular season? I'm, I'm very excited. Um, you know, I've heard about how, how big of a game this is for years since I've been recruited to the last couple of years, us trying to bring it back. Um, I know how important college basketball is to the Capital Region, and it's going to be great to, uh, you know, put on a show for, for Albany. How important is it to have Coach Killings back for this game? 
Oh, very important. You know, he's our leader. It's it's always great to have him with us on our bench. Um, you know, it's not quite the same with him out, but, you know, Coach Jordan's been great too at the same time. But it'll be great that we have, you know, like you said, everyone's healthy and we'll have Coach Killings back, so we'll be at our full strength. Trey, what do you expect out of, out of Sienna? You all, it's, it's early yet. What, what do you, how do you think this game unfolds? Um, intense, I would say. I, physical. Um, I would just say, you know, High emotion, high intensity. I think both sides know that it's bigger than just you know just a basketball game with this one. There's a rivalry going on and all that. So you know, I would just say intensity. X's and O's wise, what kind of challenges do they present on their roster? Um, I think they they can play. From what we talked about today, they can play two different styles where they either have a big on the floor, or they can go smaller lineup. Which uh, you know we're capable of doing that too. It'll just be about matchups and um, if we can guard them, if they can guard us. How important is, I mean, how excited are you for this game coming up Saturday, first cup game in a while? Uh, actually, I'm actually, I'm actually really excited because coming here as a transfer, I obviously knew Siena, obviously knew York, but I didn't really know about the rivalry. I heard about it, didn't know how much serious it was until I got here and in practice talking about it and getting excited for it. So I'm just excited to play with my, my new team and play in this game. What's it like on campus this week? Uh, Everything's been pretty, it's getting, it's getting a little hype, you know what I mean? Everybody getting hyped for the game, so it's just a little jitters and stuff. Really, yeah. What have you seen of Sienna? What kind of game do you think this is going to be? Um, I haven't seen, personally, I haven't seen anything in Sienna besides the film that we put on, but what they're a good team. The they're a good team. We're a good team, and that's all that matters. Uh, and let the best man win. How do you feel you've been kind of acclimating into your new team during the season? Uh, so I've been, I've been there for a, for a while, since the summer, since July. So I, I feel like the acclimating part was probably during in July, getting to know them. Now I feel like I've been here, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm good. Once you guys tip off, do you have to kind of remove all the extra stuff, the rivalry and, you know, the fans and everything? Once that ball goes up, that's not something you have to think about. Once the ball goes up, it just goes out the window, and it all, all ends up being basketball at the end of the day. The projection right now is around 10,000 fans that will show up. How exciting is that to kind of predetermine? Oh, it's, it's, it's great. Who doesn't want to play? You ever been playing an empty gym? It ain't fun, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So 10,000, more the better. Yeah. What's it going to be like to have Coach Killings back on the bench for this game? Oh, that's awesome because even when Bobby was coaching, it was awesome. He's about to be back. It's going to be awesome. So, shoot, I'm just excited. Yeah. Are you the kind of player that kind of feeds off that kind of energy when you said it's not fun playing empty gym? Are you kind of a guy that feeds and thrives in that kind of environment? I'm the type of player that you gonna put me, you put me in a basketball game, I'm gonna go exactly hard as it's 10,000. If there's an old person there, so it don't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> one old person. <laughs> one want to start the year. How would you assess the team performance so far? Oh, I think we've been performing great. We just came off a great win against a good Immaculata team, but then we also came off a, a, a tough loss against a great Townsend team. But it was a good learning experience for us, especially as being a new team. So I'm, it's, everything's going good. Coming up, we'll talk football as the Dutchman Shoes will kick off Saturday at 12 noon at RPI as uh, the engineers look to defend the trophy against Union. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event. And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you. For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love. For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field. For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me. For coordinating transportation so I can get focused for the big game. For helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives. 
Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it. From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in New York for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Daily Gazette editor Miles Reed, and you're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and as we uh, preview the big Saturday here in the Capital Region, uh, kicks off at 12 noon when uh, the Dutchman Shoes Games takes place at RPI as the engineers look to defend the Dutchman Shoes Trophy against Union. Uh, RPI had a dramatic victory in last year's game at Frank Bailey Field at Union College. Uh, Trevor Bisson, who was uh, recruited from the men's soccer team after their season ended, uh, RPI needed a kicker, and uh, he kicked the 36-yard field goal as time expired to give RPI a stunning 1917 victory over Union that ended Union season, and RPI went on to play in, in the NCAA tournament, won a couple of games before bowing out in the quarterfinals. So it was a great season for them. Um, both teams will probably not make, well, definitely not going to make the, the postseason as far as NCAA is concerned. Union will season will end after this one. RPI is looking maybe to play um, an ECAC bowl game next weekend. They'll find out more about that early next week. So uh, the uh, RPI held a press conference on uh, Thursday at, at noon, just an hour before the Albany uh, Cup press conference. So it was a crazy, as you said, it was a crazy Thursday for uh, Capital Region Media having to uh, uh, cover one event and then speed over to uh, MVP Arena to cover the other event. So, but uh, we made it. No speeding tickets, uh, thank goodness. So uh, everything worked out perfectly. Let's start with the um, the team that's defending the trophy, RPI. Uh, I have interviews with uh, head coach Ralph Isernia and graduate student defensive lineman Amechi Konkwa. So who is this uh, Trevor Brisson for the this year? Who's going to fill that role? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, you know we don't have Trevor this year, but uh, we've got some we've got some good kickers and punters. Uh, so uh, you know it's 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 interesting that um, you know I've been in this will be my ninth Dutchman Shoes game, and it always seems that there's someone, maybe someone unheralded, maybe there's someone just kind of behind the scenes that you don't expect that, that steps up in some uh, some big crucial roles, big big plays uh, throughout the course of the games. And, um, you know, Trevor, was a, he was a huge one for us last year. Yeah, you mentioned um, in your uh, opening statements that this is the first time in a while you guys have had the Dutchman shoes. You were supposed to have it in 2020. Of course, it got canceled by the uh, pandemic. So, I mean, how thrilling is it to get this game back here at home for, the, for you guys in, since 2018? It's, it's huge because um, a lot of our guys um, – a lot of our guys would have, uh, like Amechi, would have been a freshman um, the last time that uh, that we had played at home and maybe played sparingly. Maybe some of these guys played just a little bit. Um, and I think it's the, the senior class super seniors that haven't had um, a Dutchman Shoes game at home where, you know, where they've won the trophy. So um, it's, it's neat to be back at home. Um, you know, it's certainly the, the, the travel and the trip across to, to Union for the game, uh, it's not anything taxing, but it's one more thing that you have to plan out with getting buses and all that stuff. So, Your team this year has been offensively challenged, but the defense has been outstanding. Uh, what, why has there been such a disparity this year? 
Um, I think if you 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 look at our defense uh, and at the start of the season, we've got um, you know three All Americans on the defensive side. We actually have two, and then a Mechie coming back for his for his fifth year. Um, you know, so we've got uh, a lot of experience there on that side. Um, nine of the eleven guys were starters a season ago, and uh, the other two played a lot of significant minutes for us. So, um, so there's a lot of experience there on that side. They've been playing together. They know the calls, um, and you know they've matured and they've they've developed. Um, you know, had an extra year under their belt. So I think that's you know on on that side on the offensive side. Um, you know, probably the the, the biggest um, the biggest difference is is George Marinopoulos at quarterback, a uh, guy that was a four year starter for us at quarterback and took basically all the snaps uh, there on that side and, and losing a couple of guys at the skill positions. You know that doesn't that doesn't help, but it it took a little bit of time to get um, to get everyone up to speed, get everyone on the same page, and, and hit that timer. Well, yeah, Union's got a powerful offense; they're averaging over thirty points a game. What's it going to take to stop them? Uh, it's it's going to take um, you know it's going to take a huge effort by our defense. Um, you know they they're you know fairly balanced. They um, you know they like to run the ball. They like to take shots downfield. They'll throw some quick screens, uh, and they have some dynamic players uh, that can that can get the ball. Um, their quarterback uh, is uh, is a you know he's a dual threat. He can he can run and he can pass, which uh, which challenges your defense. And you know their offensive line is really good. So that's you know they're a complete team. And and I say that not only on offense but also defense and special teams. Unless you guys get an ECAC berth, this is going to be the last game of the regular season for you guys, and also for Union. Is that extra motivation to try to get that win, not only for the trophy but to go in the off season with a good feeling? Well, you know our our senior class and our super senior class uh, have have an opportunity uh, with a bowl game to equal the number of wins uh, by um, by a class in a four year span and the number of games played, um, and that's something that um, you know we don't take lightly. So that's um, you know there's motivation, but you know certainly like I said earlier, the. Um, you always look at when when the shoes game is being played. You circle that on your schedule. Uh, where's it being played? Um, you know, you have text text messages. You have emails. You have phone calls from alums that are you know, you know, encouraging you for the game. So that's that's always thing. And and the thing is, is that the game is is it's bigger than us with all the alumni and all the fanfare that goes on. I met you. Welcome and. Uh... How excited are you for your six-year seniors? How excited are you for your final game as, as the Dutchman Shoes game? Uh, very excited. Um, obviously, last year I couldn't play. Uh, was out due to injury. So, um, you know, having my last game be the Shoes game at home, um, pretty fired up. So I'm, I'm ready to go. How tough was it last year to watch from the sidelines the way you guys won that game? For you personally, I mean, you had to be excited for the win, but not to be able to participate in that game. How difficult was that? I actually had a, a great time watching that game. Um, you know, I knew my guys would handle handle their business uh, without me. They've been doing it all season. So um, just watching them go out and compete for 60 minutes that game. And then obviously the ending, uh, that, that last last second field goal was, um, was a great game. Uh, your team this year, I mean, it's been offensively challenged, but the defense has been great. I mean, why has that been such a case this year? Um... You know, sometimes uh, you know the season doesn't really pan out the way, way we want it. But um, I know on the defensive side, my guys, all 11 of us, have balled out all season. Um, you know, 
in terms of my career, I think this has been the best best defense I've ever played on. So um, that's a credit to Coach Dittman, you know, Coach Barbs, Coach Mack, uh, Coach Kyle, all the defensive staff. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge for you guys because Union's averaging over 30 points a game. So what's going to be the key to stopping them? Uh, the key to stopping them, stopping the run, limiting big plays. Uh, you know, we have we have a game plan. We're pretty. I'm pretty confident in it, so just being able to execute on Saturday is what we look forward to. Is there a Trevor Bisson out there again this year for RPI? Uh, there's not There's not a Trevor Bisson out there for RPI this year, but Alex Merrick uh, will handle business kicking the ball. Yeah. The last time the uh, Dutchman Shoes game was played at RPI was in 2018, and uh, Union won that game. That was uh, Jeff Berman's first uh, taste uh, first win as the head coach of Union in the Dutchman Shoes game. So um, the, the 2020 game was canceled because of the uh, COVID ban- pandemic as neither team played that season. So uh, first time in four years that uh, RPI is hosting uh, the Shoes game. And uh, Jeff Berman would like to bring that trophy back to uh, uh, Schenectady, as do uh, safe, senior safety Austin St. Pierre and senior running back I.K. Irabor. Here are my interviews with them in order uh, with um, um, Berman, St. Pierre, and Irabor. Jeff, I know we talked at the start of the season that you've tried to put last year's Dutchman Shoes games in the past. You didn't think you know you wanted to focus on this season, but now here we are, Dutchman Shoes game. We know what happened last year with the, the, the walk-on kicker Trevor Bisson you know, kicking a game-winning field goal. So, what's the motivation factor going into this game Saturday against RPI uh, at at the RPI? I, the motivation is to play in a meaningful game at the end of the season. You know, um, yeah. I mean, you can't go back and change the past. I mean, the, it certainly is in our minds. Uh, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So, you know, we're we're just looking to come out and play the best possible football game we can as a as a complete team right now. Yeah, this game obviously is going to be your final game of the season, um, no postseason. But so, how much extra motivation is that to win this game? You know, not only for the shoes, but to give you guys a good feeling heading into the off season. It's really important, right? I mean, it kind of sets it sets the initial um, stage, if you will, you know, for your off season, you know, and, and what guys will remember and think about as they as they go home for for break. We start finals on Thursday next week, so won't be long after that they'll be home for break. It's going to be an interesting contrast. You guys have had a great offense all year, averaging over 30 points a game. RPI's defense is giving up less than 20 a game. So it's giving me, up less than 10 a game. 10 a game. Okay, yeah, sorry, 10 a game. Uh, um, so what's the motivation factor? We're not, we're not a motivation, that's right, not the right word, but what's going to be the key to just try to – get past that RPI defense. Yeah, I mean, we're they're uh, I mean, they're solid. I mean, they're nationally ranked points against. Um, there's not a there's not a weak link on the defense at all. You watch the film and that's always kind of what you're doing. You try to figure out okay, what where where should we attack? Who should we attack? You don't see anything on there. They're very well coached. They're very sound. Um, their guys do their job. Um, they don't do any more than they need to do, which is a sign of a really good defense because they trust everybody else on the field. Um, it's it's you know going to be take being on schedule. We got to make sure we're on schedule. We can't get behind the chains at all because um, that's when they can really really you know back you up. So that's going to be important. Obviously, just take advantage of the opportunities that we are given. It's been a while since this game been played at RPI. Of course, you, know, you guys won in 2018, uh, and then 2020 was canceled because of the pandemic. So coming back here, we, what's the motivation like going to be like for you to, to you know, win again here for you personally? Yeah, I mean, you know, we only have three guys on our team that actually were on the team in 2018. Um, so actually four, excuse me, five. 
Excuse me, five. Yeah, we have five fifth years. Can we go six? We have we have five fifth years, five fifth years, but only three that actually played in the game. Um, you know, hey, it's 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 a it's a college Saturday in the fall. Um, again, it's a rivalry game. I don't know how much more you need to to get motivated for that and to be excited to play the game and to go out there and give your best shot to win it. Austin, of course, you know last year's game. Way and a few guys, yeah, put left a bad taste in your mouth. I know talking to you guys at the start of the season, sort of like you, you try to put that out of the back of your mind. But now, the Dustman Shoes game is here. Is that game back in the back of your mind? And how much you want revenge? I mean, yeah, uh, we try to take it one game at a time every year. Um, and now it's time. It's Shoes game. This is what it's all about. Um, the feelings from last year are definitely going to you know, motivate us, add a little fuel to the fire. But at the end of the day, we're just going to work hard, come out here, and everyone's excited to play in this game. Um, come to Union College, it's the Shoes game at the end of every year. Um, it's a big cornerstone of it. Like You get all your alumni friends texting you and everything like that. So we understand it's bigger than us, and uh, last year is definitely in the back of our mind. But we're looking for a new start this year too. And also, it's going to be the last game of the season for you guys. No NCAAs this year, no Liberty League. So I mean, how much extra motivation is it to win this final game, get the shoes back, uh, shoe trophy back to uh, Schenectady? It means a little more, obviously. Uh, for some of us, it's our last game that we're ever going to suit up and play football. Um, and we want that memory to be a good one for us. Um, you know, like my freshman year, all those seniors look back on it. And their final game, winning the shoes, uh, it's a big moment for them. And it sort of caps off their whole union career. Um, and I just want to have that for our guys, too. And your guys have been playing well offensively. RPI's offense has sort of been a challenge this year, but their defense has been good. So how, how do you see this matchup uh, on Saturday? I mean, any time that uh, the, our, our two teams face against each other, it's a great game. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who, how, how anyone played against each other, like how we played against Hobart, how they played against Hobart. I mean, when we face against each other, it's a whole different ball game. So I'm looking forward to just a 60-minute complete football game. Um, there's going to be ups and downs for both teams, but I think that's what makes it great. And I'm just looking forward to just being involved. You know, the, obviously, the motivation factor, they, I mean, they celebrated on your field last year. How much fun would it be to celebrate on their field this year? It would it'd be pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's always it's always fun to win a trophy no matter what field you're on. Uh, we did it in 2018 when I was a freshman, and we're going to look to do it again this year. What do you remember about 2018? I mean, obviously, that was the first time in a while that the Union had won the trophy. Uh, what was that feeling like? And to, for you to, personally to be able to do it again in 2022, what, what would that be like? Yeah, it was a that was a great experience. Um, that group of seniors, they uh, they worked really hard and they made it known that their whole career at Union was not almost all, the most winningness. And uh, their senior year, they made it an effort to come out and win, and especially win the shoes and go out on a high note. And just seeing the faces and all the energy on all those guys, uh, it just it left a huge impact on me and how I wanted to play. Um, and now it's coming time for you know me to close the chapter on football, and no better way to do it than win the shoes. Okay, you know, the talk at the beginning of the season was they try to forget what happened last year at the shoes game, but now we're here, getting ready for the game on Saturday. Now those memories have to be dredged up again. Have me. What's the motivation for you guys after what happened last year? Motivation for us is the fact that like right now after the past two games of losses we need to come out with a win one two it's like the biggest game this is our biggest game of the year regardless of however our season goes if we go 10 and 0 if we go 9 and 0 this is the biggest game of our season so we always this is always like one of the this is one of the, the 
hardest games you got to play, the one of the best games you got to be in, and this most exciting game you got to be in. I mean, the way you lost last year with a uh, walk-on kicker, you know, just joined the team earlier that week, then uh, he kicks the game-winning field goal, and see them celebrate on your field. I mean, does that motivate you guys to try to you know get revenge on Saturday at, at, here, here at uh, RPI? Revenge is a strong word, I'd say, but we we definitely gonna come come here and play our game, play our game of football. So whatever, like we're we're gonna play as a team, we're gonna play as as a unit, and we're gonna do everything our our way, the right way. You guys have played well offensively this year, over thirty points a game. And RPI is a game team; it's less average, less than twenty points allowed. So, what's going to be the key to you know get some points against a stingy defense like that? Uh, trying to take away, trying to get like their big hitters out of the way. So we're like we know we know that their defensive line is really strong. So we gotta we gotta be able to take care of them, and then we work out in the in the back, not the backfield, and the linebacker core and the and the cornerback core. We, we gotta we gotta be able to stop stop their pressure and open up some open up some passes, open up some runs right through that. How much fun would be able to celebrate here on Saturday? It'll be really good to do that. It'll be real good. I'm, I'm excited for this game. I'll wholeheartedly. The Dutchman Shoes and the Albany Cup aren't the only big events going on this weekend. There are five Super Bowls going on in high school football section two. Adam Schinder will join me next. My Gazette colleague will talk about the games and he'll break everything down for you here on the Parting Shots podcast. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in New York. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports writer Stan Hooty. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and here we are. It's Super Bowl weekend in high school football in Section 2, and Adam Schinder is here to help us break it down. Adam, uh, first of all, last week, 8-2 and two in your picks. The two upsets, um, Fonda losing at home and uh, Glens Falls losing at home. What, which, which one caught you caught by surprise? Uh, oh, I mean, Lansingburg beating Glens Falls absolutely uh, caught pretty much everyone who doesn't go to Lansingburg by surprise. And I'm pretty sure it caught, caught a lot of them by surprise as well. But second straight year, the Glens Falls has lost as a team you would have expected to be a, a big-time favorite at home in a semifinal. This one, 41-40 in overtime. I don't feel... Too bad. The two games I missed were both one-point decisions on missed two-point conversions <laughs> in overtime. And I had said that Fonda Fultonville and Skylerville I thought would be one of the Section 2 games of the year, and it ended up being another one-point game. And you can never discount uh, a Skylerville team. Hmm? Yeah. Well, here we go. We'll start the uh, the Friday night game, Double uh, A CBA playing Shen at Gilderland, 7 o'clock Friday night. Uh, these teams met in a regular season with CBA winning 41-25. Uh... What is it about this matchup that intrigues you? Could CBA you know, make it two, two straight against Shen? Yeah, I mean, this, I mean it would actually be uh, four straight four, over the well, last well, two years. Okay. And, two, and, two, and two straight this season, two straight Super Bowls. It's the only Super Bowl rematch we got 
we from last year. Uh, I saw this game when these two teams met uh, at the beginning of October. Really, really entertaining game. I saw about uh, seven, eight different trick plays pulled out by both teams. Special, special performance uh, by CBA's quarterback, Donald Jones, uh, who is maybe the best all-around player in the whole area. He's 5'8", 5'9", 150 pounds soaking wet, and plays like he's 6'215", runs with tremendous speed, tremendous power. He's probably the best defensive back in the area as well. Uh, Big-time, big-time player. Uh, Jameer Pitcher's a very, very good running back for the brothers, and uh, they also throw in Chuck Volans, who is, uh, in the absence of David Clement, their Syracuse commit tight end defensive end, who missed this whole season with a uh, knee injury, uh, Volans, I believe, is uh, committed to Colgate, is also one of the best tight ends, defensive ends in the whole area. And they've got Coach Bobby Burns, who basically wins a Section 2 final every time he gets to one. Yeah. And then Shen has a pretty good uh, backfield tandem. Yeah, Shen's backfield tandem's really emerged as, as the season's gone on. Hassan Alozi and Henry Picard uh, kind of goes back and forth which guy's the star uh, from week to week. Alozi uh, had a big game in the semifinals, scored all three of their touchdowns as they beat Shaker. Really big for that program to have beaten Shaker three times straight now, two years in a row in the semifinals after uh, really a decade where that was kind of the boogeyman for uh, for Coach Brian Clawson and that team. Uh, Michael Watley's really improved at quarterback over the course of the year. Luke McAuliffe. 6'2", 200, big physical, big play downfield receiver. And then uh, I talked about Chuck Volans for, for CBA. Well, Cody Smith is that and maybe more for Shen. Very good tight end and probably the best defensive lineman in the whole area. What does Shen have to do to knock off CBA and mm-hmm. vice versa? Uh, for, for Shen to knock off CBA, it's very simple. Donald Jones cannot be the guy that beats you. For CBA... Donald Jones has to do what he does. And they have other guys very much capable, but it's a team that's very much tends to be a two-man operation on offense. It's Jones. It's pitcher. Uh, it's very interesting to see what these two coaching staffs do tweaking-wise, but uh, that's really it. As Donald Jones goes, I think so goes this game. So does CBA go to 11-0 or, or Shen go to 9-1? What's your pick? Uh, I'm going with CBA in a close game. I've got him winning 33-27. I've seen too much of Donald Jones over the past couple of years to know that saying you're going to game plan around him is one thing. Actually stopping him is another well, I didn't make picks last week, but I'll go with uh, picks this week. I'll go with CBA 35-25. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. And then on Saturday, the Class A matchup, a battle of two number one seeds, uh, Capital Division, uh, Avril Park, against the Grassroots Division, Niskayuna. It's at 7 p.m. Saturday at CBA. Avril Park 7-3 on your Niskayuna. A wonderful story, 8-2. and two. I mean, this program has come from the depths to, to playing for a Super Bowl title and a chance to play in the state tournament. What is, what is it about Niskuna that's been so special? I mean, Brian Grassdorf's done a, done a terrific job. Uh, their offensive coordinator, Mike Grasso, who's their basketball coach, was Bobby Burns' offensive coordinator for a number of years at Troy when that team was winning multiple state championships. Obviously has a great uh, Section 2 football lineage, uh, his dad being uh, Joe Grasso. Bishop McGinn legend, Mike's son, Cameron Grasso, is a freshman wide receiver, probably going to be this team's quarterback eventually. Uh, really developing, developing. And this is a team that a couple of years ago, not too long ago, was a double-A school playing down in Class A, non-playoff eligible, just to try and build themselves back up. Brian Grassdorf, uh, who our Will Springstead did a great feature on uh, this past weekend, former three-sport standout at Niskayuna, former standout quarterback at Ithaca College, He's come back home. He's really, really led this program. 
They're deep. They've got a lot of numbers. They've played really good on defense. They started one and two, and they've just found a way to win ever since. And the fact that they had to play their home games at, at uh, Schenectady High School this year, I mean, that's, that's got to be a little bit of a distraction, you know, not being able to play at your on your home field. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that's gone through a lot. They had uh, a lot during the during the preseason as well. I covered. Uh, they had an issue with the, one of their better wide receivers, Davion Wimberly. Uh, having to get a, uh, essentially a court order to be able to play because of some uh, eligibility confusion uh, after he had a year where he transferred out to Albany Academy, didn't play because their season was canceled, so essentially repeated a year of high school, came back. It's really, really good to see this program, and uh, it's a team that's only made one Section 2 Super Bowl appearance ever, and uh, either with either them or Avril Park, we're going to get a guaranteed first-time Section 2 football champion. Yeah, Avril Park lost their uh, starting quarterback, our standout quarterback, Nicholas Galuski, uh, to an injury a few weeks back. But Jacob Fel- uh, Phelps has really played well. Yeah, Jacob Phelps did everything uh, on uh, on last Friday night when they beat Burnhills 42-41, uh, threw a halfback option pass for a touchdown, returned a kickoff for a touchdown, had a 91-yard touchdown run. Uh, it's a flex-bone option offense. Uh that Zach Goebel's had this program on the rise for a long time. They've never quite gotten over the hump. They've gotten, uh, they got to one Super Bowl back in 2016. But really, for years and years, this was a team that just had, uh, I mentioned a boogeyman was a shaker for Shenandoah. Well, it's been Burnt Hills for Averill Park. They lost to him, I believe, six times in the playoffs. They finally got over that hump last week. Really, really good. This was a team that really kind of also started one and two, didn't really know what they were going to look like. Uh, got through the wacky Class A uh, Capital Division with a uh, overtime win over LaSalle because nothing happens in the Class A Capital Division that doesn't involve overtime <laughs> or close finishes. So I'm just excited to see one of these teams, and it's also the only uh, game that isn't a regular season rematch in a Super Bowl this yeah. year. Uh, I'll ask the same question as about the as it did Shen CBA. What's Avril Park got to do to win? What's uh, Niskita got to do to win? Avril Park. Uh, it's to, I want to, you want to see them control the clock. They've got they run a flex bone option offense. They can grind out long drives. They can hit big plays. Uh, but this team's going its best a lot of times when it's dry, running these 15, 16 play drives. Keeps your offense off the field. Tires out your defense. Uh, so that's what you want to see from them. You just want to see them punish teams. Niskiuna. It's been a really strong defense, and you just want to see uh, which of their offensive players is going to step up. Big spot for their young quarterback, Ethan Gilson. Uh, really big spot. Isaiah Lanier has been a very, very uh, solid running back. So just interesting to see where they come through uh, at that point. So what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to take Niskiuna 24-21. My X factor here is the kid who booted Niskiuna to the Grasso Division title a couple of weeks ago, Cooper Harvey. He's probably the best kicker in the area, and it uh, wouldn't surprise me if this game comes down to a crucial kick. I like teams that have the ability to kick a medium-range field goal in high school when they need to. Well, I'll go Niskiuna 27-20 in that one. So on the Class B, another Saturday game. This at uh, 1 o'clock will be played at Shen. This is the only matchup without a number one seed. A number two, Ravina Coyman Selkirk at 8-2. and two. Takes on number four, Lansingburg at 6-4. and four. Yeah, great for Lansingburg. First Section 2 final appearance uh, in 15 years. Got out to a great start against Glens Falls last week. Kind of let, let Glens Falls back into that game. Got to overtime, but they pulled it out uh, in the overtime session. Logan Hart, their quarterback, does everything for them. Uh, Ravina, defending champion, kind of in the similar situation as last year. Last year, they were the team that surprised Glens Falls in the, semi- in the semifinals. They lost to Glens Falls earlier this year. Uh... 
and they've really, really played their best football over the last few weeks. A couple of different shutouts of Gloversville down the stretch. Really, really good running backs in, in Aiden Lochner and Frankie Broadhurst. And just, uh, just again, a program that was consistent for a long time but couldn't get over a hump. They did it last year. It'll be interesting to see if they can come back and do it again this year. It's a rematch where Rita won 21-0. Uh, do you see a similar game this week? Or? This is I, I would I would say yes. You know, Lansingburg in its first three trips against the first three games against the top three seeds in this classification. They played them three weeks in a row early in the regular season. Lost to all of them, all in fairly decisive games. Uh, Ravina's a team that when they're playing their best, they control a game. Lansingburg's a wild card. Uh, these teams that make these runs, if I'm if I'm a team facing them, I'm scared. Especially a team yeah. that has a guy... Some of them are like grinded out teams. This Lansingburg team can make some big plays. It's like the, that hot team like our Phillies were up until game four of the uh, World Series. You, but... can, you, can, you cannot discount the devil magic. <laughs> so, uh, the keys to this one are about what's Marina got to do to win, what's Lansingburg got to do to uh, win. This, I mentioned, you know, the double-A game. And this game's going to, without game, game will go as Donald Jones did. This game's going to go as Logan Hart does. Uh, if Ravina's defense can ball up Hart, uh, it's going to be tough for Lansingburg to get a lot going. But if he gets momentum going, and he can, then Lansingburg can absolutely pull this game out. And your pick. Uh, I'm going with Ravina, 28-12. Uh, I just see too much uh, from early in the season of what Ravina can do when they're operating at their best. So I'm going Ravina, 35-14. There you go. There we go. Uh, Class C, a game that we played 7 o'clock Friday night at Lansingburg. Uh, North Division number 1, Warrensburg, Lake George, North Warren at 10-0. Take you on North Division number 2, Skylerville at 8-2. and yeah, and uh, you put those two losses on Skylerville, and they both came when Lucas Sherman, uh, who's a really, really good quarterback, uh, option quarterback for them as well. He's their best passer and their best runner. He was uh, he got hurt against Warrensburg, Lake George, North Warren in an 18-7 game. Missed the next week against Stillwater. He was back last week when the Black Horses beat Fonda Fultonville in overtime. Uh, Warrensburg, Lake George, North Warren is, uh, if you like fun numbers, this team's got them. Their scoring margin this season is 549 to 45. That How? How? With, with 10 games, the math's pretty easy. They're averaging almost 55 points a game. They're allowing less than five. They are, their offense is averaging more than 450 yards uh, per game, which in high school football with 12-minute quarters is a lot. They're averaging nearly 400 rushing yards per game. They're averaging 11.4 yards per carry. They are scary. averaging a first down every time they touch the ball. Scary, scary, yeah. scary stuff. Skylerville does it on does it on defense. The offense hasn't been as explosive this year, but uh, John Bowen's one of the area's best coaches and does it on defense all Well, time. how important and also be the key question here, how does Skylerville stop Warrensburg uh, late Georgia? Th- this is Skylerville has to stop Warrensburg's offense with its own offense. I mentioned April Park controlling the ball. This game's about ball control. Skylerville needs long drives that they have to cash in. Warrensburg has quick strike capability. They can, they can grind you out, too. But Brody McCabe and Landon Olden are big plays waiting to happen for Skylerville. Uh, Lucas Sherman, Ollie Boldick, a very good wide receiver. They're going to have to control the ball, control the clock. Special teams are going to be big. Turnovers are going to be big. You have to control. You have to control the wild cards in this game. And for Warrensburg, uh, Lake George, North Warren, what's their key? Does uh, it continue it, to stop it, it? You, you have done absolutely nothing wrong this entire season. Continue doing that, and you and you have a good chance of winning in your first year as a merge program. And the pick. I'm going to go with Warrensburg, Lake George, North Warren. Uh, 
Very, very tough to pick this one. Uh, Warrensburg is a team I wish I had gotten a chance to see earlier this year, just to see what a team putting up these numbers looks like in person. I almost say to myself I will never pick against Skylerville in a spot like this, but the numbers are really too much. I think this is a close game. The first one was was 18-7, but was really 12-7 until a very late touchdown. I think it's another relatively low-scoring game, and the Wolverines get the title 21-16. Well, I will go with the Wolverines, but I'm going to go... A blowout, 41-14. How's that? Okay. <laughs> so, and finally, Class D, and we played Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock at Schuylerville. Number one, Cambridge Salem at 10-0, taking on number two, Chatham at 9-1. Yeah, 9-1 Chatham, and their only loss was to Cambridge Salem way back in, in week one, the second game for both yeah. teams. They both played in week zero. Cambridge Salem, like Warrensburg, just not quite as comically uh, overwhelming, but they're pretty much winning every game 45-6 to uh, since then. They've allowed exactly one team to score double digits all season. They've got a great running back tandem in Bryce Burr and Evan Day. Doug Luke is as experienced a coach in Section 2 in, in this spot. You expect Cambridge-Salem to be in this spot. Chatham's a team that's kind of gone up and down, but they're a consistent contender. Uh, very good quarterback in Tyler, Tyler Neller. Uh, Matt Radley had a big game in their semifinal win over Greenwich. Another one where I uh, haven't seen these two teams this season. Uh, but this has seemed like the matchup that we were going to get for a very long time, and it's, I'm glad that we got one and two. Here. What's going to be the keys for these teams? Uh, for Camber, it's the Camber Salem run game. If Camber Salem gets Burr and Day going, it's going to be a very, very long day for for Chat for for Chatham. Uh, if Chatham can get stop them on early downs, force them into uh, passing situations, they've got an eighth grader at quarterback, uh, Stephen Yakubek. Wow. Uh, for Cambridge Salem, good young player who's probably going to be a terrific player by the time he's done at, at Cambridge Salem. Uh, that's the Luke's kind of the Luke family kind of does that. They develop these quarterbacks who play three, four, five years. Uh, but if you're Chatham, you have to make them have to throw the ball in long distance situations to win. If they're able to pile up yardage on the ground, then Cambridge Salem is probably going to do something to the degree of what they did earlier this season when they won forty to six. And how about Chatham? Uh, Chatham, uh, Chatham has to stop them early and sustain drives. You have to sustain drives and probably get its big plays, its turnovers, its special teams. That, for me, is always the recipe for a lot of underdog teams. Hit one or two big plays, one or two special teams plays, and win the turnover luck battle. And your pick. Uh, I don't see Cambridge-Salem <laughs> losing this one. This is was the easiest pick for me. Uh, Cambridge Salem 45, Chatham 13, which knowing my track record, Chatham will win this game. By <laughs> I'm going Cambridge Salem 34 7. There we go. There we go. So next week we'll start regional talk and see what teams will be playing uh, next weekend uh, mm-hmm. after they win Section 2 titles. We have, we'll have all coverage for you at, in the Daily Gazette on dailygazette.com. Adam, thanks again. No problem. All right, that's Adam Schinder. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast and have the latest winner in the You Pick a Football contest. And we'll wrap up. The uh, auto racing contest is the final winner of the season. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued, I'm empowered, I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. 
Encourage girls you know to participate in New York high school sports. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is RPI men's hockey head coach Dave Smith. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Back to wrap up the podcast. The Week 9 winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football Contest was Tracy Klein of Galway. Tracy wins a $100 Hannaford gift card. Congratulations, Tracy. The VIP winners were Jim DeMarco of Morris Ford and me. I was 11-2 last week to improve to 86-49-1. My Gazette colleague Adam Schinner was also 11-2, but lost a tiebreaker. He is 81-54-1. I'll announce the winner of the You Pick'em Football Contest, and that winner's name will appear in Thursday's Daily Gazette. To play in the contest, go to dailygazette.com and click on the You Pick'em Football banner. The season finale winner in the Daily Gazette's auto racing contest was Sandra Jolson of Schenectady with 55 points. Sandra wins a $50 ShopRite gift card. Congratulations, Sandra. The VIP winner was Scott Lucier of Capital Land GMC with 35 points. And uh, for the standings for the VIPs, I'll read them uh, going up. Jerry Peel of Frank and Sons Body Works and Jessica Woodruff of Dave's Gourmet Burgers each had 265 points. Nick Platel of Grand Premier Tires had 310 points. Scott Lucier of Capital Land GMC had 325 points. Dwayne Leach of All Seasons Equipment had 450 points. And your VIP winner, me, the NASCAR expert. Right. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I am the 2022 Daily Gazette Auto Racing Contest VIP champion with 490 points. I want to thank everybody. And, of course, uh, Randy Lewis helps run the contest. He wants to thank everybody for participating. And we are looking forward to doing this again next season. The season's not too far away. And, you know, February's not, <laughs> it's coming up pretty quick. So, uh, again, thank you for everybody who has participated in the auto racing contest. Keep checking out dailygazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on how COVID-19 is affecting us in the capital region. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and the first responders who are dealing with this situation. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. If you have not gotten vaccinated or a booster, please do so. Do it for yourself, do it for your family, and do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank members of the RPI Union football teams, members of the Siena and U Albany men's basketball teams, and Adam Schinder for coming on the show. I'll have post-game podcasts from the Union men's games, uh, hockey games, uh, that is, between Dartmouth on Friday and Harvard on Saturday. I hope you will listen. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, Email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports.